0: I don't know about you but everything started feeling really real when it came when it comes when it came to I don't know how to say that, to the game Michigan versus Ohio State today because we are fully in game week and certainly everyone's buzzing there's a lot going on I'm going to give you some reasons to feel pretty good about Michigan going in to this matchup on Saturday on this episode of Locked On Wolverines, you are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Happy Monday. We are back and doing it. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I'm your man on the ground as a whole publisher of Wolverines Wire through USA Today Sports Media Group. If you... Or watching on YouTube and you're noting I'm wearing the same shirt as I wore on Thursday and Friday. Don't worry, I washed it. I washed it. (laughs) I just just got it. I like it. I like this shirt. Anyway, uh, let's get into... We're going to do again a little bit... Well, you know what? Before we get into the Michigan-Ohio State. Because I have a lot of people that are asking me, what do I think of uh, some of these things that I'm seeing on Twitter? This is the only thing I'm really going to kind of give you on the, quote, scandal. Uh, the Scanner Talians stall bombs, that the, the X account, Twitter account, or whatever. Uh, I know who runs the account. There's a reason why I follow it, okay? So, uh, I do believe the info that's being pre- presented there is legitimate. So, that's all I've got as far as that's concerned. I said that on the uh, On3 on message board, and uh, yeah, so... I do believe that the info there is legitimate. So feel free to take it as such. Of course, there is going to be a lot of Buckeyes particularly that think that it's all a fever dream. It's conspiracy theories. It's been debunked, they cry. It uh, has not been debunked. Okay. Um, This is, these are things that are what I know to be true based off of conversations I had. And Uh, I'm also going to give a shout out to Michigan Nation 2 who is putting out some info that I also believe to at least mostly be true when it comes to this subject. Again, I know who they're talking to. So, So there's that. But let's move on to Ohio State. That's what we have come here for. So while... In segments two and three, we're going to kind of get into a little bit more of the minutia of two very specific players, Travion Henderson and Kyle McCord. I have compiled a list of, I didn't even put numbers with it. It's like 15 different reasons why I essentially feel pretty good going into the game right now. So while I'm standing at the press conference and Jim Harbaugh's cracking Ted Lasso jokes and all of this, I, I was feeling pretty, pretty. I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm not playing in this game. That pit is in my stomach, but it's the same pit that I have every year. It doesn't matter if it was last year, the year before, 2016, 2019. doesn't really matter. It's the same feeling that I have, and I'm sure that everyone has it. I root against Ohio State regardless, right? Like, I've tried as hard as I can to kill my fandom of Michigan to be more impartial, to be able to evaluate a game without any emotion, uh, but I have not killed my hatred of Ohio State. And anytime that I start to feel like I have, because I know a lot of players on Ohio State in any given year, uh, their fans make it really easy for me to not like them. So, anyway, I came up with a bunch of reasons why you should feel a little bit more optimistic if you were starting to feel down about Ohio State. So, about this game, because certainly there's a lot of people, and I didn't even cover this one in here, of people looking at that Maryland game and being like, oh boy, uh, that, doesn't, that didn't look good um i i will i will argue the same thing i argued on sunday's episode is did michigan look good against illinois i understand that blake Corum got injured and it looked like michigan was off to the races but without Blake Corum, it didn't look good there was no one that was sitting there being like we can do this without blake Corum. it's going to be great donovan edwards is going to just take up the mantle with his club on his hand and all of that kind of stuff there were a lot of things that people were not feeling about going into columbus in that situation coming off of a two-point win where I say a gash was your hero. Okay, so with that in mind, I kind of, I think you should also keep in mind that more so, even though it didn't go this way in 2021, this was the quintessential trap game. Michigan played the game in between a very emotional Penn State game. Remember, Penn State, is, it was an emotional win against Penn State, but it was not quite the same because Penn State was fighting for bowl eligibility at that time. Uh, It wasn't a very good Penn State team uh, in 2021, whereas this was a ranked Penn State team. Everything on the line. Absolute must win. Michigan went in and dominated. Not as much on the scoreboard as in the game. Uh, and then they have Ohio State coming up, and they're doing so without head coach Jim Harbaugh and all of these other things that have been hanging over the program over the last month. So uh, there's that. That's, uh, that's the first thing, first couple things. I didn't even write those down. JJ and the running backs tend to play their best games against better teams. The running backs, you saw that against Penn State, less JJ against Penn State. But last year, it was kind of the same, less against Penn State, more so against Ohio State. Seems to really relish this idea that Ohio State passed him over when he wanted to go to Ohio State, okay? Uh, but everyone was saying he can't do whatever, and I, I understand there maybe is an injury component. Um, I mean, comic court's kind of in the same boat, but I do feel like JJ, uh, has that dog in him. He got that dog in him. So I do feel like it's, uh, that's not going to matter as much. I feel like he'll take off and run when, when he can. Michigan's a little bit more dynamic in its offense in that sense. Of course, Ohio state has more dynamic playmakers. Michigan has a little bit more dynamism. So there's that Michigan prepares for Ohio state all year. That's something that changed in 2021. I've told you, if you're a new, new listener, new watcher, whatever, then you don't go back to 2019 with me uh, on this podcast. But I was telling you after Big Ten Media Days, like, this was a problem. Michigan was mired in this, we will get to Ohio State after week 12 has concluded and it's game week, and then we'll start watching Ohio State and we'll figure things out from there. While well, Ohio State was preparing for Michigan all year round. Michigan completely changed course after the COVID year, put a year-round focus on Ohio State, instituted the Beat Ohio drill. You've got players who are admitting that they are watching Ohio State film all year. You've got stuff in the building. What are you doing to beat Ohio State today? Uh, They're tuning in to, to Ohio State before their games against Michigan State. They're doing all kinds of things to prepare for Ohio State. So that leads us to the next point. Michigan has a lot saved. I know college football nerds thought that that was the dumbest thing that they'd ever heard, but it, it is true. They, they have a lot saved, right? They're trying not to break out, uh, you know, break glass in case of emergency in the lead-up to Ohio State game. I don't know what's saved. I just know that there is a lot saved. And if uh, Ohio State thinks it has Michigan signals, which is certainly something, uh, as Stahlbombs pointed out, that, that they've very actively tried to do, uh, they're, they're going to be uh, SOL. Same old lions when it comes to that. <laughs> that's what that's the, the acronym that I was meaning there. But uh they're they're not gonna they're 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 gonna be back at the drawing board, okay? And I'm sure it's gonna be the same for Michigan with Ohio State. I I don't think it matters as much for Michigan as much as it does for Ryan Day and Ohio State. Ryan Day is a voracious sign stealer. Um you've heard the name Brent uh Zabesky, I can't ever remember how to say his name. Stallbombs put out Keenan Bailey, I'd heard that name as well. He's uh, on the coaching staff now. So there's that. Um, All right, I've got a ton more. So we're going to continue all of this in segment two. And then we're going to go segment three with Travion and Kyle McCord and uh, some of their stats and just kind of different things that they've done versus what Michigan's done, all of that kind of stuff. Okay, that is what we are going to do. Before we do that, these days every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you've got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. Now, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They've got the best people out there, and the great news is creating your job posting—it just takes a matter of moments. Once you're done with that, you can add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, so you can let everyone know that you are indeed hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Just like Michigan has gone into its own transfer portal to find all of these guys that now you feel like they can't live without, you could go into LinkedIn jobs and find that person that make that hire with someone that you feel like your business can't win uh, live without, can't win without, either way. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I've got so much here. Actually, I did kind of put the Illinois thing here because I said Michigan lost Blake the week before with a two-point win and went into Columbus and won by more than 2021. One thing I didn't write here that I'll throw in here is that for those who kind of feel like this is daunting, right? Michigan's offense was explosive, but didn't necessarily have a lot of people that you would sit there and say, we we need to count on that guy. Actually, the ones that you would say that about are maybe Cornelius Johnson, Roman Wilson. You had Cade McNamara as the quarterback, not JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum, Hassan Haskins. There was no Ronnie Bell in 2021. Um, But, uh at the same time, you keep in mind the Ohio, uh, that, that's the offense on defense. It was really, it was, it was more than a two man show, but it was uh, Hutch and Ajabo. CJ Stroud still threw for a lot, but it was, uh, they had, you know, Chris Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson, tr- still had Travion Henderson. They had Mayan Williams. They had all kinds of people available to them. And certainly, you know, you look at Marvin Harrison Jr. and you say, okay, he's a trouble area. You look at, Travion Henderson you say he's a trouble area but do you feel quite as daunted by Emeka Egbuka as you did this time last year or Cade Stover I, I I don't think so they're still they can still make plays right and Ohio State in the last two years has still made plays it's just that they haven't scored as many touchdowns Michigan's made them stall out same defense right not a lot of teams are scoring against Michigan Maryland being kind of the exception it's kind of better that Michigan let up a lot of points in the week before the game, I think, than it would be if they went in with, uh, hey, we we basically shut down Maryland. We're feeling we're feeling good. It's you don't want them to fix the glitch necessarily, or you want Michigan to fix the glitch rather using the office based terms. Uh, I'll get to this one here in a moment. Biggest mismatch versus Michigan defensive line is, sorry, is Michigan's defensive line versus Ohio State's offensive line. Michigan's offensive line has had its struggles periodically, but it's still competent enough to put string together a lot more plays, I think. Whereas I don't feel the same if I watch Ohio State's offensive line, which at times is a complete sieve. And Michigan's defensive line is arguably – the best it's going to face you can say penn state is or was and that's fine um and but i think what in the other parts is i'm kind of skipping ahead here michigan has the best coverage grade uh that ohio state will have seen all year according to pff so you are better at all three levels because penn state was has got a great defense up front and the back end michigan is even better uh on the uh, let's see where am i looking here it, it's 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 better it's it has the second best pass rush they'll see they'll see behind penn state but it does have the best coverage the best run d that ohio state will have seen so i skipped ahead a little bit there but i think that that's the biggest mismatch in the entire game is michigan's defensive line versus ohio state's offensive line we'll get to more about that in a few moments the pressure is firmly on Ryan Day. He has lost the last two. He is one and two against Michigan. Even though Michigan has a lot of pressure with Sharon Moore instead of Jim Harbaugh, I mean, it, that intensifies the pressure, pressure from Ryan Day. And especially because Ryan Day knows what he did. And guess what? Michigan knows what Ryan Day did. So for all of the people who want to sit out there and, and pretend like the PI firm stuff is just a fantasy, it's a made up fairy tale. I can tell you with 100% certainty that Michigan feels 100% certain, as evidenced by Jordan Acker's tweet today, uh, that Ryan Day is behind it. And with that in mind, Ryan Day knows he's behind it. And I'm sure he knows that Michigan knows. And I don't think he's so brazen that he's going to to just go in feeling nice and comfortable, right? He knows he's been caught. He knows those Michigan players are angry. He knows the Michigan coaches are angry. In a way, he has to be thankful that Jim Harbaugh isn't in this game because if Jim Harbaugh, if they they were able to go in and and dominate, I mean, they would dominate. Like, it it could make 45 to 23 look like child's play, potentially. Um, Ohio State is only 86th in sacks. Now, they, they do have a pretty good pass rush overall, but Michigan, which is, I think, we're like 40th or so in sacks, they're, Michigan's getting home a lot more. Michigan also has a more elusive quarterback so than a lot of the, uh, the teams that Ohio State has seen in J.J. So it will all depend on J.J.'s health quite a bit. Cal McCord is not C.J. Stroud. He's playing better. He is not C.J. Stroud. Michigan beat C.J. Stroud with Cade McNamara. They upped their game with J.J. McCarthy. J.J. McCarthy has upped his game, even though it doesn't feel like it because the last two weeks, J.J. is certainly capable of being the quarterback. Right? This was the same thing we were talking about this time last year. Can J.J. make those throws? Can J.J. do this? Can J.J. do that? And then he goes up and... Going back to the, the big games, JJ did that. Okay, so JJ has the best PFF grade under pressure in the Big Ten. Kyle McCord has the worst. This is not via their. This is via their grades. But JJ has a fifty seven percent completion uh percentage while he's under pressure. While Kyle McCord has thirty eight. Those are also diametrically opposed. When blitz, the two are about even. I know that kind of sounds counter intuitive but jj does have the slight edge there is one thing that i will note that is bad for michigan and that's travion henderson is the best running back michigan will have seen he is rated number one according to pro football focus in the big 10 with blake horn being number six however i went and sorted in 2021 everyone's talking about travion henderson he ended up finishing uh lower than blake horn who ended up being the number one guy in in that year but when you when you sort from weeks one through twelve, keep in mind Ohio State is week thirteen in the Big Ten. So, excluding the Big Ten championship game, the College Football Playoff, it was also true that Travion Henderson was the top running back that Michigan would have seen at that point, and they shut him down. Again, remember this is the best run defense that uh, Ohio State will have seen. This is the second best uh, run defense that Ohio, that Michigan, rather, will have seen, with Penn State being number one. So we're going to move on. We're going to talk a little bit more directly about Travion Henderson and Kyle McCord and some of the things that they've done. Uh, I'm going to look at the Notre Dame game and then the last four games when Travion returned from injury. And then we're going to look at uh, the, the breadth of Kyle McCord, and hopefully we can do that in a decent amount of time here because that's a lot to kind of sort through. Before we do that, listen, it's Monday night. If you're if you're watching or listening to this on Monday night, and you, and you you have the NFL game on as well, whatever you're doing, or you're just waiting for some Tuesday night action or whatever it is, there's a way that you can have a little bit more fun doing uh, watching the football games or even the basketball games that are out there. And That's Prize Picks. Now, Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play. Daily fantasy sports. It's just you versus the numbers. You're not battling these pros and these sharks, the people that do it for a living trying to take advantage of you. You're just going up against the numbers with these stat projections. You pick two to six players and then you say more than or less than in the stat projections. That's all you got to do. So, with basketball season here, you can also now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. It's a league created specifically for combo projections and includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. So, for example, you got the Chiefs playing tonight. You want to put Travis Kelsey with so many uh, receptions. And then I don't know if LeBron James is playing tonight, but if he is, you can also add a a 10 and a half combo three points uh, made, right? So you can combine those two things together. Really cool. Uh, Plus also you can play alongside of prize picks favorite players like rapper Meek Millie and comedian Andrew Scholl. So you can find those in the community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community. Each and every week. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked college and use the promo code locked on college for first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked college with the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100 prize picks, Daily fantasy made easy. All right, so let's finish up with uh, kind of a time intensive thing here. I got to make my screen wider here to fit everything in. So first let's look at Travion Henderson because to me the bigger deal is less Marvin Harrison and more Travion Henderson. Because if you take care of the comma court of it all, then that's going to set up a lot of things. That right. Now, Michigan's going to have to have a plan for Marvin Harrison. I would imagine that's some safety help over top. You I think that you the the smart thing, this is what I was saying to a colleague earlier today, Put put have Will Johnson and Man on him at all times and play everyone else in the zone, right? And that includes Marvin, right? So like cheat, you can you can have the help over top, uh, but uh, have have one safety that's kind of got the help over top, but uh, at the same time play everyone else zone, play Marvin Harrison Man. I think that would solve a lot of issues. Uh, but with Trayvon Henderson, uh, we're, I'm looking at the last four games as well as the Notre Dame game from Week Three. Uh, he missed three games this season with injury. Um so as far as uh rush defenses that he's played, he did not play against Penn State, so we don't have that metric to kind of figure things out here. Um the best rush defense he faced was Notre Dame. He had 14 carries for 104 yards. That's actually really really good. Uh 7.43 yards per carry, he had a touchdown in that game as well. Uh so that is daunting. Um Wisconsin was ranked 47th. He had 24 carries for 162 and a touchdown. Rutgers was 44th, 22, and 128. With a touchdown, Michigan State's ranked 49th. 13 carries for 63 yards. That's his worst performance. Um, and uh, and he also had a touchdown, though. And Minnesota, 15 carries for 146 for a staggering 9.73 yards per carry and two touchdowns. Okay. Um, the, diff- the The difficulty with... Ohio State is that uh, you have to now play both the pass and the run, but that was also true in 2021. The key is to stop him to get Ohio State to focus singularly on the pass. That is the key. Now, Michigan is the toughest uh, run defense he'll have gone up against. It's ranked ninth in the country. The most that, uh, that Michigan has given up in any given game was 164 to Penn State. Uh, obviously that did not feel great, but at the same time, it was kind of a predictable pattern, five yard carry for on first down one yard carry on second down, uh, and then nothing on third, uh, or fourth, depending on what you were looking at. That's pretty much how that game went for the, the majority of it. Will Travion get some of his, they very well might. Right. I, but in, it's going to be incumbent upon Michigan to get him on the ground at first contact and make sure you make first contact early. Uh, Versus Rutgers, Michigan had because obviously you're not keying in on one running back; you're keying in on two or three. Michigan versus Rutgers had 201 yards rushing. He had 128 uh, against MSU. Had 120. He had 63 against Minnesota. Had 191. He had 146. Um, so uh, the 120 versus MSU, I thought that was a little bit lower, uh, but uh, because JJ's passing game was just so good. But uh, that's uh, that kind of shows that Michigan's Michigan's been able to rush against those same teams. Right. Like there's no like, OK, now, you know, against Rutgers, he, he got 128, but Michigan only got 50 or anything like that. No, that's not what we're talking about. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's that. Let's move on to Kyle McCord because it's going to take a little bit longer and we are running out of time here um I'm not going to really be able to go through all of his stats. So his stats aren't bad overall, right? They Ohio State remember is a pass first uh offense in general. And even though it hasn't looked very good in a lot of times, uh that is what they do want to do. So he uh he had uh most of his games have been above 60% completion, which used to be the benchmark. Indiana just slightly above that, but he was below it against Notre Dame, he was below it against Purdue, and that was it. Uh, slightly above it against Penn State, 62.9%. He's thrown for over 200 yards every single game except for against Rutgers, uh, but some games were worse than others, only 212 against Minnesota this past week, uh, 189 against Rutgers, as I mentioned, 226 against Wisconsin, a decimated Wisconsin team, 240 against Notre Dame. Uh, the The yards per attempt aren't extremely high. If they were against Youngstown State in Western Kentucky and Maryland Uh, and Michigan State but uh, otherwise we're looking a lot at the sevens and eights uh, throughout the year Um, so there is that Uh, the best pass defense that he has faced is Notre Dame who's number three Michigan is ranked number two he threw for 240 yards 6.5 yards per attempt through 37 times remember Travion had 104 yards rushing in that game uh so uh that's kind of the closest you're gonna look at there, but Notre Dame's not as good at stopping the run as Michigan is either. Uh so the most uh Michigan has given up in any given game came just this last week, why things don't feel very good, and that's to Maryland, 247. Uh so uh which is kind of average for Maryland. That's not really like, oh wow, they just really showed out. I mean, that's kind of like a slightly below average for Maryland overall. Uh, So, when you look at Comic McCord, you kind of want to look at that Indiana game, you want to look at Notre Dame, you want to look at Minnesota and say, we want to hold him into the low 200s. If we can do that, we really stand a good chance. Uh, J.J. against some of those same teams, Indiana, uh, pretty much for the most part, J.J. underperformed, but keep in mind, in most of these games, J.J. played two and a half quarters, if that. Indiana, he played two and a half quarters, at 222 yards, compared to Kyle McCord's 239 in a whole game. Maryland, he had only 141 yards and uh, one interception, no touchdowns. So that is a big difference from his 320 yards against Maryland. Um, Of course, they needed it because they were down against Maryland early. Uh, Against Purdue, uh, he actually had a better game against Purdue, even though that was JJ's kind of worst game with 335. Against Penn State, he had only 60 compared to McCord's 286, but Michigan's game plan certainly... Dictated that J.J. wasn't going to throw much. He was 7 for 8 compared to 22 for 35 uh, in that game. Uh, Rutgers, J.J. passed for 214. You compare that to 189. Again, J.J. played uh, 2.5 quarters compared to uh, Comichord, who played a full game. Michigan State, they both kind of played a limited game. He had 335 against Michigan State. J.J. had 287. Certainly could have passed for a heck of a lot more in that one. Minnesota, the game, the team that he just faced, Kyle McCord had 212 yards and JJ had 219, a similar deal. They didn't play the whole games either. Now, here's the other part, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit about the PFF rankings earlier. JJ is still, despite the last two weeks, JJ is still number one in the Big Ten PFF ratings. Kyle McCord is three, but he is more closer to four than he is to number one, okay? Okay closer to tanner mordecai in his ratings than jj who's still head and shoulders above everybody in the ratings so take that for what it's worth all right that's gonna do it for us today we will continue talking about the game any developments on the sign stealing stuff and all of that that comes through um here as we move forward so thank you for watching thank you for listening we will be back soon peace